on today's episode of Gathering the Kings. 60% of athletes within two to five years of retirement are having major financial issues. And that's the conservative number. They go as high as 78% of NFL players are having massive problems with their money. And I saw those numbers. I'm like, oh my, that's, I was blown away by that. Like that is a problem. Whoever the advisors, the accounts, the attorneys, the financial advisors, the real estate advisors work with these athletes, 60% of them are failing. Yeah. So that was a light bulb. You are listening to Gathering the Kings with Chaz Wolf, featuring fellow seven, eight, and even nine figure business owners who have real battle scars from business and life, but have prevailed as the king that they are designed to be. We welcome high performing entrepreneurs to the stage in order to reveal the real of the real on what it takes to build a successful business today. We dissect the good and bad decisions they've made along the way that give a true and accurate picture of the journey of success and how you too can get there. Through this dialogue, you will learn the value of growing your network and surrounding yourself with power players and kings like today's guest. Grab your pen and notebook because we're about to dive in. What's up, everybody? I'm Chaz Wolf, Gathering the Kings podcast. Today, I've got Brian Olette here on the King stage. My brother, how are you? Doing good, Chaz. Good to see you, bud. It is great to see you as well. Even though it's the wee hours of the morning, if the guests have a pleasure of, of watching the video here, they get to see the sunrise come up in your backdrop there. <laughs> yeah, the lighting is going to get better as we go here. So It's good. It's good. Brian, what kind of business are you, my man? Right over that way. You get to see the sun, sunrise. I, mean, I love the sunrise. So, That's a good way to start sunrise, there. sunset. A hundred percent. Yeah. It all works. Um, there's that old adage, beat the sun up. So you, you did that here today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Always. Brian, what kind of business are you in, man? You know, so I'm in a SaaS business, software as a service, built a software app over the last well, it's two years, September 20th, 2021, when we got knee deep seven days a week, been building this thing out seven days a week since then. So two, over two years now. Love it. And what does the software do? So the software, in, we'll probably touch on it. You know, my background, in, even in college, but out of college, Wall Street interested me. So I moved out your neck of the woods out of Chicago, working the Chicago Board of Trade. We got into finance out there, got all my licenses, was a stockbroker for 10 years, just got out of the business, started a sports apparel company, which every financial advisor does. And you go from being a financial <laughs> advisor, started a sports apparel company from nothing. And then began coaching Pro athlete advisors in 2010 after a sports agent buddy of mine, and we may touch on this, but shared me this crazy st statistic on pro athletes and their money. Coached for 10 years, and as things evolved in the 2017 or no, yeah, 2017, 2018, I began to see, I began to uncover something specific about client development, and the software has pulled all that. Yeah. And so, specifically, professional services, you're bringing not only clients together, but referrals and all kinds of fun stuff for professional services. And so I'm sure we'll get into more, like you said, but at this stage in the game, like you've had several um, careers along the way, several businesses along the way, several ideas, you've been extremely successful. Why are you still at it? Like why develop a new software a few years ago? Why go seven days a week, knees deep in it? Why are, what are you pressing for? That's a good question. And when you're in the midst of it, you often don't even think about that because it's what you're in. It's you've, it's, you've identified like, what you really want. Yeah. And to me, it's pulling everything together. Every, everything, so all my experiences, even in college when I was cold calling for, for stockbrokers in the business and learning about the business, working on the Chicago Board of Trade, watching the trade and how everything worked and then getting out of the business for a while, doing something completely different, but still very relationship driven, all, all about that. And then going back and now coaching these pro athlete advisors, many of them were 
former athletes, Olympians, Super Bowl winners, turn advisor, all this, everything starts to come together. And really what the software is, everything coming together from what I've learned on all sides of the desk yeah. and then being a client too, and seeing all these things. Yeah. And that's really the seed of the Ask My Advisor method, the method that we discovered working with these pro athlete advisors and the importance of a center of influence relationship and the importance of the Pareto principle just each year, 80-20 rule just to me is more in my face, like in everything. I just start seeing, it's like Rain Man, right? You start seeing like, just you see things a little bit differently. That's and right. at the core of it, that's my advisor method is about flipping. We're so in business often, we're taught this early on, we watch it. We're so focused in getting new clients every which way. We rarely go the opposite way and focus on our best clients and develop yeah. those relationships. Yep. And the Ask My Advisor method, that's 100% what it's about. So if you're going to ask me what's distinct about it, it's the focus on your best clients, the ones that are giving you 80% of your revenues. We're all about them and their circle of influence. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And you're 100% right. There's this huge emphasis on sales and getting a new client or getting a new project or getting a new deal. And a lot of times it's just difficult to manage the back end because it is relationship. It is value. It is pouring in. It's paying attention all the things that it's just easier to go get another new client. And so I think that you're onto something. I think that the client experience, as well as pressing into those relationships actually is where the money is in sales and in the, in the sales process of sales training, it's the money's in the follow-up. It's the same thing. Yeah. Even if you haven't gotten the client yet, the money is still in the relationship building portion of it. I love that. I love how you brought it all together too. I think that every entrepreneur at some stage, and this is a little bit of the King mindset that we use even inside of Gathering the Kings is like, there's little steps along the way that we go through as entrepreneurs and we transition into the next. And I think that there's a play here inside of being a King where you're, you look back and you go, okay, so I had an experience here. How do all these things come together? Because that's probably what you were really made for was to bring all those things together and then provide a solution, which sounds like you're doing, you're in the midst of doing right now. So that's pretty cool. Did like, when did you have that realization? What is it like, like a light bulb? Oh man, I have all this stuff and this makes sense. Or were you in a sticky situation and there was a problem to solve? And then later you realized it was bringing your history together. When did you find this out? It's so funny the way you laid all that out, because so many of the pieces that go into where we, you and I are right now, everything that got us to this moment right now, a lot of them, if you, you think if you could go back, uh, I want that, I don't want that, I want that, I don't want that, you realize, you begin to realize, no, you need every single one of them. Yeah. And I don't firmly, I don't totally believe that you only learn from the hard times or from the challenges or the bumps of the road, but you learn a heck of a lot. A lot of those pivotal single moments happen in challenging times where you, yeah. with my kids, I've got three children, a mantra we always have is we find a way. So whatever it is, okay, we find a way. And that just opens up all these possibilities. So it's the same thing here, you find a way. And so the paths, my, my paths were dissimilar moments, but very similar moments. And there's a common thread that runs through all of that. And that's the culmination of everything. It's all pulled together. And you always wish this would have been great to do a decade, two decades ago. Maybe I wasn't ready though. Maybe it wasn't, yeah. I, don't, I don't think I was. At, at this moment, it all came together for a reason. And you asked though, really, what was the tipping point as far as the idea? When I got in the business in 95, 95, the stock market was just starting to heat up. So graduated from college, 94, 95, stock market starting to heat up. Got in the business, was at Payne Weber's UBS now, but Payne Weber's one of the old school wirehouse firms. Business was good. The market's going up. I'm this kid in my early 20s, going to my mid 20s, getting all this business. And a lot of it became by referral, which is funny for, if I look back, 
my lord, that's amazing. A rising tide raises all boats. I say this often. It's like rising tide raises all boats. So people were feeling good. Yeah. And so you get these referrals and you get these, you create these relationships and do these things. And you're like, man, that was so easy. Let's just continue doing that. And then time gaps pass and you begin to realize refer marketing in a lot of ways, it's cost of marketing game. Right. And your coach, the training program, we're coached. You ask for referrals and all the standard ask for three referrals, do all these sure. things. Me personally, I never like doing that. I don't want to go to my doctor and have him leave my doctor's office and have him say, Hey, your physical went great. Two or three <laughs> people need physicals and need a doctor. I just, we don't, that business, you don't do that. Yeah. seems odd. Yeah. In other businesses, especially client-facing trust advisors, accountants, attorneys, financial advisors, realtors, venture capitalists, consultants, anyone under that umbrella, that's our creme de la creme member or client, right? That's part of the business. You do have to trigger referrals in some way. Right. And we always say, we want bait in the water. We'd rather have bait in the water than none. So asking is better than not asking. But are there better ways? Because really asking, you're, as far as a status, it's a low status request because it doesn't put you in a really good place in the eyes of the other person, oftentimes. Yeah. So with that, so that was a seed of it. In the 90s, I'm getting all these referrals. I'm like, how do I get more? And then you get another referral, you forget about it, you move. <laughs> and that just was a continual thing throughout business. I saw, God, there's this connection. There's these two people. And they, man, they would, it's like a, a set, set up a, a relationship, like a, you got a buddy and you like, oh, you got to meet this girl. She was great, vice versa. They'd be perfect for each other. And sometimes the setups are not so easy, right? It's the same thing in business. And so that just, that seed was there and it was growing. And I'm coaching all these pro athlete advisors. The unique thing with the pro athletes, so the big reason that business began was there was a Sports Illustrated article from 2009, I think. It was how and why athletes go broke. It's a groundbreaking article. We, people realized, you'd always heard over the years, athletes were having trouble with their finances. Right. This one laid out numbers. 60% of, of athletes in two to, two, within two to five years of retirement were having major financial issues. And that's the conservative number. They go as high as 78% of NFL players are having massive problems with their money. And I saw those numbers. I'm like, oh my, that's, I was blown away by that. Like that is a problem. Whoever the advisors, the accounts, the attorneys, the financial advisors, the real estate advisors worked with these athletes, 60% of them are failing. Yeah. So that was a light bulb. So Pro Athlete Direct began that business 2010, August of 2010. And so you figure, you, you build that business, you figure, okay, we'll work and develop the relationships with the trust advisors with the athletes to fix this. I could quickly learn now they've got a gatekeeper. It's the sports agent. Right. And at first I'm like, yes, that's a whole nother layer. And then I realized, oh no, that's gold because sports agents are one of the best center of influence relationships you can have because they're not just connected to the athlete. They are a hub to everything. Exactly. So the business really began coaching around that, developed that sports agent relationship and really developed the relationship around a center of influence. Like, and as I got cooking, moving along, booking, booking, booking along, I realized, okay, that's great. And a lot of these, a lot of the people I coach were former athletes. Like I said, a lot of them bear in the top 100 advisors, some of the best athletes or advisors on the planet. I realized even if you had relationships already with sports agents, you still want more. And even if you didn't have them, you were starting from scratch and haven't developed these. I began to see this. It was like a light pattern in the back of my head. I'm like, wait, all these advisors, especially these real successful ones, they've already got a center of influence that is far superior to the sports agent. It was their existing clients. Yeah. And we don't think about that too often. You don't think your best center of influence are the people that are writing checks to you and paying you a fee, paying the commissions. 
using you and staying with you, being loyal to you. How many times we have them, okay, and we move them here and then we go, okay, we'll go after the next thing. We focus on the 80%, not the 20% they're giving us the 80% of our revenues. That's right. That's how my business was all the way as, a, as an advisor, as a sports apparel business, and then coaching pro athlete advisors. And that was the light bulb moment. It's actually the conversation I had and the book, you know, about the book we've got coming up, Referral Secrets of the Elite Trusted Advisors going to print very soon. The catalyst of that was in 2019. I was at, there's a little neighborhood coffee shop here. And I was talking to a buddy of mine and I was in the middle of dealing with an insurance, our umbrella insurance, the, the provider I had was, it's not a good customer service relationship I've had with this group that has all of our insurance. And I was hot. I'm like, I'm, we need to move everything. And this guy, he's insurance, big time in the insurance business. Yeah. He's like, God, you got a Cam Grabber. I'll give him a call. And I knew of him. His mother in the neighborhood here has trained like 30,000 kids how to swim. They have a pool in their house. Wow. She's been for decades teaching kids how to swim. So that's his mom, his sister's married a fraternity brother of mine. I definitely knew his name. He's like, you got to call him. So within yeah. about two hours, Ryan sent an email, connected us both. We chatted back and forth lightly in email like you often do in a situation like that. And then poof, nothing happened. And it was like, we talk about in the book, I think I call it, uh, we want to be dramatic in the book, the, the referral the, the referral that became a nightmare, right? We want to be sure. really dramatic in the book. He, he's a great guy and real good yeah. uh, insurance broker. We just haven't connected. So that was the seed. I'm like, man, this happens all the time where there's the perfect situation. Like I have a big need. A ton of business. And I was motivated because, you know, this guy, I know this guy, I've been at his childhood house no less than 50 times because my our youngest learned to swim there. Yeah. But nothing happened. And it happens all the time. Back and forth is a business killer. Because if you go each time of a back or a forth. That's right. <laughs> another <Those> momentum. <laughs> it's momentum. So the gap of time to get something done begins to dissipate and extend. And there's so many times I watched this in my own business and around me where a day, a week, a month, even a year goes by where there's the perfect situation for these two people to come together and they don't. And so the idea is how do you solve that? And how do you solve it like in a frictionless way? Make it just simple. And that's the seed of the Aspen Advisor Method. And that's it. at its core, it's providing a frictionless way for people to come together. That's it. Yeah. That's where at the core, what the method does, what the software does. Because we coach, we're education-based marketing business. We, that's the yeah. way I enjoy doing business. And it's the, how I get the most out of partners and, and businesses I use. We show three ways to, to use the method. We show a free way. You literally just use your email. And in our webinar, we give you the email to share. There's a second way to do it. They're both two, there's two DIY ways, do-it-yourself ways. One's a free way. Another way, it's connecting a bunch of the service providers together, doing something similar. Yeah. Or the easy button. The done free way, which for some reason we prefer that one the most. I don't know why. Call me yeah. biased. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's the software. 15 minutes, you can be live, have all this done for you, push a button and you're ready to go. I love it. So that's really the core of what this is, is yeah. focus more on the clients that not only are giving you the bulk of your revenues, they've earned it. They deserve to be, to have a premium service from you as the advisor. I firmly believe. That's right. And that's the core of it. I love it. You've given us not only just the perspective of how it came about, but I think just the journey that every listener goes through as an entrepreneur, whether they're in SaaS or the trades or tech or real estate for that matter, it's we go through these iterations, right? These stages of ideas and things and that we can look back and we can apply. All of that mixed with the current client is your most important client or at least the ones that are like really 
going back and forth with you and providing probably just as much value to you as you are to them. I'm huge on real estate. Exactly. Yeah. I'm huge on, on, on relationships and pressing into that. I think that the listener, if I could impart one thing, when I was in that their stage of business, I didn't think the relationship was that important. I didn't think it wasn't important. I just didn't know how important it really was. The 80-20 rule is all about it. I just was working hard. I just was getting another sale. I was just getting another client. Yeah. And I think that the service that you're providing, the even just the done-for-you solution as a software, if they can make it easy to press into what I, the work I've already done, geez, you want to talk about good solutions. I want to know, as you've been building this, you can go back into your history and some other things that you've done as well, but specifically with this business, if you can, what's a good decision that you've made that you can look back and go, that was, I'm glad I did. That's kind of 80, 20. Cause I feel like sometimes I'm focused on 80% that's not getting done and not the 20. Right. <laughs> that's, that's, the, yeah. exactly. that's a good question. Cause I think sometimes we don't look at that enough. We look at, man, I need to be doing this and this. It's oh, wait, no, this is really good. And use that to, to build on. Yeah. I think the idea of, uh, to be honest with you, I think the simplification, I think everything, there's great ideas all around us and there's great ideas. The next Tesla car, that was an idea, right? That was something different. He, he, they do selling a car in a mall you never dreamed was possible. Right. And when Elon found out recently, he didn't start Tesla. He came in after it was already developed, but that whole, but he's the one that's taken it to where it's at now. What would be if you and I are starting a car company, typically the reflex is let's go talk to Ford, GM, Toyota, see what they do. And it's a little, it's just a little bit more of all that. I'm pretty convinced if Elon's sitting with us right now and you asked him, he's not, I didn't look at that at all. I never even looked at what they were doing wrong and we're not going to do that because they completely shifted an industry and did things that no one ever thought was possible. Buying a car, our online checkout is literally like buying, it's like going to Amazon, right? It's that easy. <laughs> yeah. And so th those type of ideas, the good ideas, it's what are you doing? What's the distinction? I think so on our end with the, back to your question, I got sidetracked. I get that story always fascinating right. you've done i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna guess that you're gonna segue into this one thing that you've done like this <laughs> it's yeah it's an electric car actually i really want to tell you that forget the software i got this car yeah. <laughs> really cool it's got no but i do have an electric scooter i've been riding around around town like, we got it for the kids and i've been riding it more than they have been so those, Dude, those, those things are fun they're really fun yeah so, the, so people, to, to be honest with you so simplifying yeah so, so this i am coming around on this thing yeah they Tesla simplified the process. There was no hang, there's no back and forth. It's online. They simplify, you literally do it online, all these things. If you were to ask me like, what's one of the best things of at Aspire Advisor software what we've done is simplifying it, this thing down and down. And we've taken extra time to build the infrastructure to where we say it's third grade simple to operate because all the great ideas out there, they don't matter if they don't get put to use. So we wanted this thing to be fill in the blank, hit publish, and you can be and running with it because if it get, if something gets shelved, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's the greatest idea in the world. If it gets shelved, it doesn't get used. It doesn't mean anything, right? Yep. And the, the example I've used, I think you and I have talked about this before, my mom on, with texting, she yep. was a late, it's funny because she had a cell phone really early on, like for emergencies, like way back in the day. And for whatever <laughs> reason, texting took forever. My brother and I would just hound her and hound her as a mom. It's so easy. Literally you do this. Yeah. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. Took her a long time. Finally hit the tipping point. She does it. She's a great texter. It's tightened up our relate word communication way more than we would have, because I don't call anybody. And so that's a simple technology that did, it took a while to get you put to use. And then you use it and it's a life changer because it's think about the communication we have my, just for my mom and I have that we wouldn't have had without her texting. It's the same thing here. So the core of the software, we want everything so simplified. 
in everything we do, we are trying to eliminate steps in every single thing we do with the software and the system. It's crazy. We, the infrastructure, the back end, we're doing things a little bit differently. So we're talking to a lot of large enterprise clients that, to, to bring into the system and, ever, and single members and all that way. So we want the infrastructure built in the beginning to handle one member or a million members no differently, right? Yeah. So that's been a big change. Everything, when we find a way to eliminate a step that someone has to use, it is right. gold. And that's yeah. what it's about, simplifying it down to where it's literally within 15 minutes, third grade simple, you can push a button and be live and have this thing put to use. So if you're asking me, so back long when it answered your question, I think it's the idea that's yeah. become crystal clear to me, simplify, make it crystal clear, make it black and white. So it's easy yeah. to implement. And, the, and really the result there, the implementation is the usage. And so you can take that same mindset for the listener here who's paying attention. It's not just, okay, well, I don't have a software. Does this really matter to me? Yes, you have systems and you have processes, or at least you should in the place for hiring, in the place for the actual work, whether you're building a deck or you're doing marketing or whatever it is that you're doing in your business, there are steps. And I bet you there's 17 when there only needs to be four. And even back when I was training salespeople hundreds at a time years ago, it was like, you know, there's all these things you do in a sales call. No, no, no. Four steps. That's it. Because everybody can remember. I can know exactly where I am. One, two, three, four. I'm in the middle of stage two right now or whatever the, the scenario is for, for that sales call. The reality here is simplify because it can be trained. It can be, you can use it. Like all of these very valuable things that you're saying are applicable in every other area of the business. Do you want to add anything to that little twist I gave to it? No, I love that. It's simple frameworks, right? You want a simple framework. So in, in the middle of me talking to you, I know I can always refer back to, okay, this is where I'm at. This is where I'm at. Went off on this tangent, but I'm here. I'm following this pattern, following the system. I think system, systematizing like your business in every way, because there's so many ways we can do it. And we don't, we forget about, oh, I got to do this. And sometimes the having to do this doesn't get done because you have to do this. Right. If you have systems in place, that's automated. And one of our, one of our sayings has been, from the literally from the get-go, because this is the beautiful thing about SaaS, about software as a business, there as a service is where other, and I know I've gotten deep into this space the last two years, never barely knew what SaaS was going into this and sure. knee deep in this now and know the industry. A lot of these companies, especially the ones that do these big rounds, you know, SaaS has been super, super hot the last couple of years. They started adding headcount. We had 20 engineers. We did all this stuff. We're the opposite. We look at technology. Technology should be, most of it should be automated. So we say where others add headcount, we automate and we're driven by that. That's a really big thing because we'd rather, when we look at our business, do we put all of our money into headcount, into customer service that doesn't, it can be systematized, doesn't need to be there. Things that can be automated run within the system if it's simple enough. Do we do that or do we work on having the single best world-class software platform solution and put all our effort and capital into that and let the other stuff be handled by what? technology and software allows us to do most of it automated. So as far as the backend system, it goes back to whether we have one member or a million members, we have, we built this to, to be run very simply and ideally run. That's why with, with a lot of a big business model right now is you move opt-ins to a call center and they do a call center and then you move them to the next part. Step, step, step. And those, our software, we don't need that. And even, I think a lot of businesses do it because this is what I'm supposed to do. We don't need that. We can run everything off a 30 minute webinar. Right. We call it a one page webinar, right? We're moving everything to one page webinars. We've got one page opt lead magnets, those type of things. We want everything just really easy to digest. Going back to you talking about the four steps when you're training these hundreds of people, right? We don't need, I need four because I know exactly what each step does and how one feeds the next. Yep. 
And it's the same thing with us. We want everything just simple and eliminate. Each time we eliminate a layer, we open up possibilities. I yeah. firmly believe. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like you're getting rid of things, but like you said, you're opening things up. I want to flip the coin here. I want you to tell me about a bad decision. You said you got a lot of those. You focus on those a lot. <laughs> What's one of those yeah. decisions that you're just like, ah, that one hurt. Yeah, there is one. And I'm committed to, I think it's going to be ultimately one of the biggest ROTIs, return on time investment and ROI, return on investment is a, there's a group that I've known for years for probably, probably a decade, maybe being in the, around the digital marketing world, really good uh, Facebook ads group, not going to name names, but, and there was a, and we've been Facebook friends for a long time and a a one-off offer came to a private group to do it all. And I'm like, this guy's one of the best in this ad business. He's never done this before. Literally do the ads, write the, with a webinar, which in hindsight to realize how important it is that I write the webinar, being the person that developed the software, write the email sequences, do the ads, do everything. And so now this is getting clear because I've blocked this out a little bit at times. So you might, I might see a tear come down. You're hitting, it's like Dr. Phil moment, right? You're, yeah, you're hitting you're, for me. Welcome. But as, in hindsight, when I look at that, it was trying to hit the easy button and do too much of the work. There's a balance, right? Sometimes hit the easy button when you can do it and it makes sense strategically and it's going to eliminate the things you shouldn't be investing your time in. But to me, it was almost too good to be true. Right. And I hit that button and it just didn't work out. The first 45 days were great. Everything was in line and things just fell apart. I don't know what quite happened there. It was pretty frustrating. But it was a significant investment. Yeah. Not just the capital, it was the time. Right. Because, oh, wait, this is getting this very important. That's very important pieces of the puzzle, like the most important, the fortunes and the follows so the email sequences, the webinar, all these things, the ads, all that stuff. When I should be focused on them, I was doing other things because this right. this is all taken care of. I hit the easy button here That's right. and that didn't work out. And and so we've had to pay for that. But you you learn from it. Just right. talking about it right now, I realize the things now that we've integrated to fix that to don't have those misses again. You can have them and you'll learn from them. But what do you do to eliminate those misses again in the future? So that definitely, that stings. About a year ago, about a year ago to this month, maybe September. <laughs> and that kind of went. Yeah. And I think that most entrepreneurs, if you're trying to do anything significant, you've made a large investment in marketing, a large investment in time, uh, trying to figure out how you can reach more people. And that's the reality of growth. Uh, growth is expensive in that way. And I can relate. I've, I've it's not even, it's, it's difficult because it's not even really a mistake. It's a, oof, that hurt because you don't really know um, un, until you do it. Like you said, you hit the button, you learn now. Okay, fine. But the reality is, is that there's going to be another agency of sorts that you're going to hit the button on again. And it's just going to be a little bit lackluster. Unfortunately, that's a little bit of digital marketing. doesn't mean that it's right. It doesn't mean that it's the end result, but that's how it works sometimes. I want to transition here to the speed round. We're going to come at you in a little different angle. I want you to take this, this referral software, this simplified process, and I want you to tell me the one thing that you would track if you could only pick one thing forever and ever. I know exactly what that'd be. How it grows from within. Okay. And when I say within, one of the things we're in the process of doing right now, can I go a little longer on this? Go ahead, go ahead. Tap into something right here, is we've got our different phases of how this rollout is, it works. And one of the key things, and one of the things this is a little non-traditional for SaaS. I would rather than we've got affiliate software built into our, our marketing system that could push a button. It's easy to use. And that's the way to go for sure. 
I would rather, especially with the trusted advisor, the relationships I have with people around in each of these industries that I've got relationships with in the accountant world, the legal world, the financial world, venture capital, real estate world. I'd rather, there's a bit of a gray area when you bring people in and they're promoting your product, but they're getting paid for it. That's not a bad thing. That's how business works. Sometimes to me, it loses some of its authenticity though. If I'm trying to, if I'm really trying to get to a solution, I'm like, they're selling it, they're promoting it. And they're saying all these great things, but they're missing these other things. I'm trying to make a decision here. And so one of the things I prefer, because the industries that we've got relationships with, it's comp- they're all complementary to each other, sure. is to continue to educate. We're education-based markets. So we're about using, we've got vast amount of tools to educate and show people ways to implement this business, whether they never use our software and do it yourself way. But just things to uncover about their business to grow it that they haven't considered before all the way to using our software right i'd rather educate through those channels and have those channels educate through mine where they can make their offerings to my people and vice versa to where it's it's more of a conversation and there's never that thing it's kind of like these reviews reviews and you see these big names reviewing these things and you're like that's great but it gets a little bit diluted because i know why you're selling the product or you it's at our core we're education-based market i want to bring the best that i have to people and let them make the decision once once you look at the software it should be pretty easy if it's not then it's not for you right. for the people it's for they're gonna be like holy cow this is this is exactly what i want i don't know if i answer your question exactly but so when i say grow it from within we want to grow from within as far as with our strategic partners and influencers people we know grow from within us just having this solution that has not been done before in this way. And also when I say internally from our members themselves, having them grow it, not because, Hey, send us five advisors who become members. If they're members for 60 days, we'll give you 10% or we'll give you a toaster over. We'll give you this Amazon gift (laughs) card. I don't want any of that crap at all. That's messy. And I'm on the other end of that. I don't want it. But what I do want, we talk about this in the book also, referrals, uh, Perry Belcher, Ryan Dice's partner, Roland Frazier, Ryan Dice. He said this yep. years ago. I remember him saying this really stuck with me. He said, referrals are at the top. They're about status. When I say, Chaz, you got to go see my guy. Oh, he's the best. You need a, you need a turn. He's, this guy's the best. Oh, venture capitalist. You're looking to raise some more money. Oh, this, she's the best. When I do that, it's a status play. If my advisor sucks, if my advisor's no good, I'm not doing that. That's right. would lower my status, right? But if I like my advisor or even better, love my advisor, I want to share them. It's about stats. It goes back to like our caveman brains. We talk about this in the book, the crocodile mind, like our most, if I could take you to a watering hole that nobody knew about, we were cavemen and cave women, <laughs> my status went up. It's the same thing here. So I want, when I say grow from within, we've got, now we've set our shopping cart up. It literally used to just be for single members, advisors come in, they could just do the webinar. That's a prerequisite. You can get access to the software. And then you can buy your single membership seat. Yeah. Now we have the three options. One is a single seat. Now, because I'm talking to not only large enterprise clients, but five to 100, 150 person offices. Sure. Now there's also not, there's three options. Second options is the, the group advisor option. You can buy two to hundred seats immediately online. Third prize enterprise option, hundred to a thousand, 10,000. That's when I do calls. That when I say grow from within, we've got a real good opportunity. We continue to bring a very good service that delivers these people will be sending you know, all these advisors. A lot of them have partners. They got people that work in the office. If I'm a financial advisor, I want a reason to reach out to my mortgage broker, or my real estate agent. Oh, by the way, check out this. Ask my advisor. So now we can. So the idea of growing from within has become very strong the last six months due to a couple of things that have happened. Just yeah. watching this. Yeah. So if you're asking yeah. me the single thing, 
it'd be the growth from within because that that to me that means you yeah it's real it's real and you didn't have to pay for it although we pay for it in different ways by building an experience and making sure the product is right but i think that it that that answer actually is in tune with just really how business is transitioning. Even in today's world, I think that we've come out of 20, 30, 40 years ago, this like very aggressive sales, like in your face, commission breath type of feeling. And then we're just coming out of this like digital marketing, promise everything, really big carrot, get you to push the easy button, hardly any execution on the back end, a lot of disappointment into this, hey, let me just focus on actually doing what it is that I say I'm going to do and let the chips fall where they may. Yeah. Because that's really, in essence, what you just said is, okay, if it's so good, it should grow. And that's exactly how we feel about our podcast, about the Gathering the Kings Mastermind Group. It's the same thing. Like, of course, we've set up systems for people to be able to refer, but it's like, man, if people are getting value, like you said, they're going to talk about it, period. No doubt about it. It's a status play. I love it. What book would you recommend to a six-figure business owner, Brian? It's fine. I keep going. It's this is old school. I keep going back to this. The Think and Grow Rich Napoleon Hill is just not only the books. So just I got a lot of mom stories. I feel bad for my dad here. We were just with them <laughs> last night at my, my daughter's basketball game and had dinner with them. But she, the first book, like in high school, was the first time I ever had summer reading. For yeah. some, I get to high school, I'm like, wait, we got to read three books this summer. I've never had to do that in my life. Right. And so anything for me, I don't necessarily like being force fed things. So I always fought reading books, reading books, but Think and Grow Rich, my mom had, was, it was a radio show that they talked about it. And I remember coming okay. home, there was a note on my bed with Think and Grow Rich sitting on my bed. And that was the first book I literally on my own went and read. I was 17 at the time or whatever. And that just, that's talking about a common thread. That's just always been there in the background. And he's got there, Napoleon Hill's got these great, Amazon Prime's got the video. I think YouTube, you get it, but his videos are just timeless, right? Yeah. So that book, hands down, because that book is a hub to so many other people. You'll see that book come up over and over again. And a lot of people say, I've heard about it. All right, glance, I read it. That's a good baseline book to read because it covers everything. Yeah, it's a great book. It's the only book I read every single year. Uh, yep. So I've read it. I've read it a ton of times. Actually, I usually read it in September. And so I just got out of my September study. And so I'm <laughs> fresh on that book. We could go a whole podcast just on that book. But we That's can't awesome. do that now. Awesome. I got one last question here for you, Brian. If you could whisper in the younger Brian's ear, what would you say? This question, it's interesting. I've got a two, it's a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. The first one, and this goes back to almost the easy button, is my my mind goes to the mistakes, right? The mistakes you wish you hadn't made. So it goes back, God, if I, at that moment, like to me, in the book, the upcoming book, we've got these two, two, two hyper productivity chapters. They're two page chapters. We brought in, we brought in people like Roland Frazier wrote a chapter. Dennis Yu wrote a chapter. Mark Lack, John Lee Dumas, John Lee Dumas wrote the foreword. He did do a chapter. We got a bunch of people, Dana Derrick's copyright, great copywriter on the dream 100. He wrote it. Yeah. Yeah. So the idea is, so we've got these little hyper productivity chapters. And at the core of that is there's pivotal little moments. Sometimes you get the most I get from something is literally you just saying, oh, that one thing you said, we talked about all these other, these are the one thing that really stuck to me. And it was that tipping point, that domino, you know, pulled a, a whole idea or concept together. So that's the one side of me is like, I have these mistakes of this, had you not done this good and all these things on the flip side. And this is like a, I think, a, just trying to mature and be a good example for my kids too, is those were all necessary to get to now without those you're not now. Yeah. And it makes me appreciate things a little bit differently 
and realize, no, you needed those for this foundation. These ideas, they don't just come about without this. Yeah. It's that a combination of all of it, right? Yeah. So right. I it's so the so to whisper to my to whisper my young self is don't beat yourself up so bad over the little things. Yeah, that's so good. It's good perspective. It's things that you don't know until you know. You've been incredible here today. I want to know how the listener can connect with you. How can they find you on social media? Is it a website? How can they find the book? Just do a quick drop here for us on how they can find and connect with you. Yeah, so askmyadvisor.co is the domain, not .com. So .co is the main domain. So that's the main domain where you get access to the webinars and we have some lead magnets on there and those type of things. The best way... I'd, typically for the podcast, I'll give a link to Chaz Wolf. So it's tip, like a tip, tips, tip, T-I-P yep. dot askmyadvisor.co forward slash Chaz, Chaz Wolf. All together hyphenated. We'll do it both ways. And that could just be a recap on this. Uh, we talked about, we've got that the book coming out. Hopefully when this podcast goes live, that book is out because I'm late. I've got <laughs> some people, not my publisher. I don't know. Steve Gordon. I think you Steve Gordon, Unstoppable CEO. I've heard, yes. You're aware of him. So he's yeah. a publisher. He's great. I've known him for years. And then talk about time wise. There's a perfect example of somebody in the midst of this. He came about, he's doing, he's on the book side now of the business. That's and awesome. he just literally, our last call about three weeks ago, he's like, Brian, this is not only costing you money because it's not out. You're right. hurting people by not getting this. Because originally we were <laughs> book as a lead magnet. And as we got writing, got into it, yeah. we realized, okay, this book's actually pretty good. Yeah, so, yeah. I love that. So on that link, the tip.askmyadvisor.co forward slash Chaz Wolf, we'll have it where you can get on the waiting list for the book or buy the book if it's on there. And then other information we talked about, just so it's an easy reference point. I always know when I see podcasts, I want a reference link to go to because I want to go back yeah. to the stuff. So you want to create a simple, easy process? Is that what I heard you say? So, I don't know. Let's, nah, this just, let's go complicated. Let's make it muddy for everybody. In all seriousness, Brian, you've been incredible. Uh, thank you for waking up early. I can see the sun now. It's in full effect. You can now go about your day. You've spent the early morning hours with us. We appreciate that. Blessings on your family, your business, your book coming out. Thank you again for spending your time with us. I love it, man. Thank you, Chaz. Thanks for listening to Gathering the Kings. We hope you got a ton of value today and learned a thing or two about taking your business to seven figures and beyond. If you desire more and want a community around you to help you get there, I want you to go to gatheringthekings.com. That's gatheringthekings.com. And I want you to apply for our next Becoming a King 90-Day Intensive. We are extremely exclusive by nature as a group. What that means is that we're really wanting only the entrepreneurs who take their business and targets super serious to apply. So if that's you, you think you got what it takes to level up your business, I want you to go to gatheringthekings.com and apply. And we will see you on the other side.